Firepower with Will Johnson. Only at Band.Video. Good evening. All right. So the Democrats say Trump is a cooked turkey. Adam Schiff and the Democrats all believe that they're going to have a nice turkey to cut this week. All right. Welcome, everybody. Band.Video, FirepowerNews.com. So Adam Schiff and the Democrats are waiting until the Thanksgiving break is over to continue the charade. They're not trying to ruin their holiday with the fact that there's nothing there. <laughs> so they're giving themselves a false sense of thankfulness for what they have put this country through. They are saying they have enough to take the president down or at least get public approval for the up and coming 2020 election. To talk about what we do know brings us to the question on how many Democrats have you heard pay the price for their crimes? The Democrats continuously say that no one is above the law. No one. But yet the Democrats continually to break the law. Have you noticed that? To give an example, Hillary Clinton deleting 30,000 emails plus destroying physical evidence. I know, I know. People saying, why are you bringing up Hillary Clinton? I hear it all the time from the Democrats. Hillary Clinton is not the president. You can't use her as an example. She's not the president. <laughs> yeah, I hear it all the time. So the point is, is that the Democrats are relentless. They're 100% relentless. And the attacks that they are doing to the president and to the country is not going to end until President Trump and conservatives get on the offensive. That's the only time all of this is going to end. Other than that, it's not going to end. The Democrats are going to do everything they can to destroy, destroy, destroy. And you have to people. Many people ask me, send me messages. Will, you know, the Democrats are not going to win. They're not going to win. And you know what? I like to say that, too. The Democrats are not going to win. But majority of the people in the country are not even paying attention to what the Democrats are doing. They're not even paying attention. They're not even recognizing. Most people just go day to day, just do their jobs, not even paying attention. And they know it, even the liberal media. That's why Shifty Shift went out, ran in the hallway last week to say what took place in the hearing that no one is paying attention to, that no one is watching. Because that's the soundbite that they want CNN and MSDNC and the rest of them to get out. Okay. We need to. Stop sitting on the sidelines and being silent while the left destroys our country right before our very eyes. Many are looking for a physical fight. Not that they want a physical fight, but many believe that's the only choice that we have left. But I say we take this fight to the spiritual realm. And never before. Have we seen such evilness on such a global scale? And maybe social media has a part in it. 
because you put something out there and five minutes later, the entire world knows about it. But right now, all of us, we need to unite together as one and pray like never before for this country. This is Thanksgiving week. We have a lot to be thankful for. We shouldn't take for granted that we all have these freedoms, that men and women in the past have died so that we can have these freedoms today. And I'm very thankful. And I want to thank everyone that shares the band.video link. And I want to thank everyone that goes to our sponsor's website, InfoWarsStore.com. Because when you support our sponsor, it's saying you're supporting us and you're not afraid of the tyranny from the left. All right, firepowernews.com, band.video, band.video. Myself and Tom Pepper will be back. The word cult has been popping up more and more. Uh, think back to two weeks ago on this program, Anthony Scaramucci uh, talked about his claim that Trump supporters are in a cult. Just last week, Dan Rather said he thinks support for Trump seems increasingly cultish. And this weekend in the Washington Post, uh, Trump critic and Republican strategist John Weaver said the GOP is not a party anymore in the traditional sense it's a cult. But none of them are mental health experts. Stephen Hassan is. He's out with a brand new book called The Cult of Trump. He has firsthand experience escaping the Unification Church back in the 70s. And he's decided to write this book because he believes there's something seriously wrong with our politics. So I define a destructive cult as an authoritarian pyramid-structured group with someone at the top who claims to have total power and total wisdom that uses deception and, and control of behavior, information, thoughts, and emotions to make people loyal and dependent and obedient followers. So for me, the, the issue of between a, an ethical, healthy cult where you're free to think and free to leave versus a destructive cult, I'm referring to uh, the, uh, Trump's organization and, and mm. followership as a destructive cult where people are being fed propaganda and they're not being encouraged to think for themselves. They're not being encouraged to really explore and, and look at the details and arrive at their own conclusion. Much of what they're hearing is emotionally driven, uh, loaded words, thought-stopping and, and thought-terminating type cliches like fake news or build the wall or make America great again. You said the president is using mind control, but how, how's that provable? So we can start with the pathological lying, which is characteristic of destructive cult leaders. <laughs> all right. So I'm pretty sure that you all heard what they did, what he was just saying that, uh, saying that conservative Trump supporters don't think for themselves, Tom. That's what they're well, the, saying here. The amount of uh, <laughs> projection in that clip alone was unsettling, Will. I mean, that's what the mainstream media does. You're not allowed to think for yourself. You must think like an automaton. You must think just like Goofy Brian Stelter thinks. Otherwise, you are a Nazi, a xenophobe, a homophobe, a transphobe, all the phobes, all the isms, everything bad in the world if you don't fall into CNN's orthodoxy. But I think that now more than ever, as we see a uh, growing descent against conservative ink in the 
Republican Party, there is no way you can say that the Republican Party under Trump is a cult. You have the Charlie Kirk wing that says it's okay to uh, live a homosexual mm. lifestyle, be a drag mm. queen. We should have play the identity politics game. Then you have the wing of young Christian conservatives that say, no, America was not about identity politics. America is not about having a gay black drag queen who used to be in the army. That's not what this movement is about. I personally criticize Trump all the time. He needs to act on big tech. I wish that he would continue to pull us out of the Middle East and not play these games. I wish he would fire half of his cabinet, including sometimes I'm not too happy with the vice president, but at the end of the day, I still support the man. He's still doing wonderful things. So the amount of, the amount of projection is laughable. Uh, you never saw these people criticize the sainted Barack Hussein Obama, who, mm-hmm. by the way, had all of his sycophants out chanting, hope and change, hope and change for eight years. Uh, it's, it's a giant joke, Will. Yeah, it absolutely is a giant joke. I mean, it's a colossal joke. Um, so, you know, I mean, the mind control, really? I mean, these are, these are the, they're talking about Trump supporters, but they're not bringing to the attention of how you go out to these different rallies and these leftists have the same chance, the same tiring chance. And someone starts it up because someone says something they don't hear and everyone just follows suit. I mean, and, and then they have the nerve, the audacity to sit there and say that Trump supporters are being mind controlled. But anyways, uh, you brought up, uh, the leftist, uh, savior, Obama. Barack Hussein Obama. So we have a clip where we're going to talk about how um, Obama, I think Obama, Tom, he, I, you know what, Tom, let me say it like this. I truly believe that Obama knew about the spying or the investigation on, at that time, candidate Trump during the 2016 election. I, I, ref, I refuse to believe that someone like his, in his position, didn't know about it. I mean, seriously. So, I think it's hard let's to just, believe at this point. Let's let's roll the clip. Yeah, though. yeah. Let's go to the clip. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. Let's go with it. Well, it certainly does. And they were spying on my campaign, and it went right up to the top. And everybody knows it. And now we're going to find out. Uh, you have uh, Bull Durham, who's supposed to be the toughest. I've never met him. Never spoke to him. But he's supposed to be the smartest and the best. And he works. He works for Bill Barr, who's a great attorney general. Uh, we would have maybe have ended this thing a lot sooner had he been there originally. But you have some people that are great people now and uh, patriotic people. They love our country. Uh, this was spying on my campaign, something that has never been done in the history of our country. This was an overthrow attempt at the presidency. They tried to overthrow the presidency. This is a disgrace. But well, I'm not surprised to see it. It's just starting to come up. I think this is nothing compared to what you'll see over the next couple of weeks. Uh, you have suggested in the past that this might go much higher than the Department of Justice or the FBI during the Obama uh, administration. Are you suggesting it could actually go up into the West Wing of the Obama when you're dealing at the highest levels of government, they were spying on my campaign. This is my opinion. I said it a long time ago. Remember when I put out a tweet? And I talked about the wiretapping in quotes, meaning modern day version of whatever wiretapping may be. And uh, all hell broke loose. Well, how high did it go, Mr. President? How high did it go? Your opinion. Personally, I think it goes all the way, okay? Because I think it's impossible. To Barack Obama. Brennan and for Clapper and for all of these losers that you had over there. I think it's impossible for them to be doing things 
And let's see what it all says. But right. it's impossible. Susan Rice, uh, the person that worked at the United Nations, who went after Pfizer reports and went after reports like uh, she ate them for lunch. And, you know, you look at the previous administration, they, they went after like a few. And she was getting them by, at levels but, that nobody's ever even imagined before. That had nothing to do with her. Now, I think this goes to the highest level. I hate to say it. I think it's a disgrace. Uh, they thought I was going to win, and they said, how could we stop him? They wrote up the phony fake dossier, the disgusting fake dossier, and they tried to have it put out prior to the election just to show you how incompetent they were. They spent millions and millions of dollars. Hillary Clinton paid for it, and the Democrats. Uh, a lot of it had to do, they say, with Ukraine. But, Mr. You know, President. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. You know what? It did. It went all the way up to Obama, Tom. All the way up to Obama. I refuse to believe that Obama did not know that they were spying on the Trump campaign during the 2016 election. There's, that doesn't happen without the president knowing about it. And seriously, why wouldn't the media even question about Hillary Clinton paying money for the dossier? Well, it certainly does appear to be foreign collusion. I mean, it was a foreign agent who came up with the dossier, Christopher Steele. And then the dossier, from my understanding, was full of such hidden gems like uh, President Trump held up a plate of chicken tenders and said, if you do not respond to this post by midnight, then your mother will die. I mean, this is the type of insanity that this country has been forced to deal with. But I think uh, if you want evidence that this went all the way up to the highest it would branches of the executive uh, wing of the West wing just look at what was at stake and look at what obama has lost 2016 was his uh big attempt big opportunity to have his legacy set in stone until the end of time america would never have recovered from a hillary clinton presidency what has happened over the past three or so years well it has been a complete undoing of president obama's administration the last big hurdle we have to destroy is the debacle the monster of obama here. But we now have, because the Congress still won't do anything, just as it didn't under the Obama administration, we have Mexico defending the border. We have a wall going up through executive spending. We have a military that has been put back into gear. We have ISIS being totally and completely destroyed up to its leader. I mean, new yeah. issues have certainly surfaced, but Barack Obama's legacy is gone. Exactly. But you know what? Now the left is even fighting against Barack Hussein Obama. Because he came out and said, you're going too far left. You're being too far radical. You need to calm down. You need to lie to the American people. And then once you get in office, then do all these leftist radical ideas. That's what Barack Hussein Obama is telling him. And they're mad because he's telling him to calm down. Really? Welcome back. Now, right before the break, we were talking about Obama uh, and how he's so crazy leftist and how he's telling the left to calm down with all of their craziness until they get elected, until they get in office. So then that way they can go ahead and implement the craziness then. But you know what, Tom? One thing that the left is really terrified about right now, and that's Justice Ginsburg, because she was just in the hospital again. And if for some reason... 
and I'm not, I'm not uh, wishing anything ill upon her or anything like that. But if some reason she decides to check out because she's having complications, that means there's going to be another seat for President Trump to fill. And that terrifies the left because they can't get laws passed in Congress. So they've been using the Supreme Court to do that, which still blows my mind because the Supreme Court justice, to my understanding, is not supposed to pass laws. But somehow they've been doing it. Um, so we have a clip, Tom. I don't know if you've seen this clip, Tom, but let's play this clip so Tom can see this. And we're going to talk about it when we come back. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is now recovering back at home after she was hospitalized Friday for what was described as chills and fever. Kristen Fisher joins us live from Washington with the latest on her recovery. Kristen? Well, Dana, a spokeswoman for the Supreme Court says Justice Ginsburg is back at home and doing well after being treated for a possible infection. She spent two nights at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore where she received an IV with antibiotics and fluids, and she was well enough to return home to Washington on Sunday. But it's been a tough 12 months for Justice Ginsburg. She's faced several health scares over the past year. Remember, she had surgery for lung cancer in December. In August, she underwent radiation therapy for pancreatic cancer. And in November, she had a bad stomach bug, forcing her to take a rare absence from a public session of the court. At 86 years old, Ginsburg is the oldest justice on the Supreme Court. And to say that her health is closely monitored would be, of course, a pretty big understatement because another Supreme Court vacancy would give President Trump the opportunity to appoint a third justice to the high court, pushing it even further to the right. And there's little question that Senate Republicans would work very quickly to try to confirm a third Trump appointee to the Supreme Court, even if it is near the very end of his first term, Dana. Yes, and Mark that terrifies him. So that's why, the, you know, what? it's part of the reason why they have to impeach Trump right now. We got to impeach him because he's destroying the country, Tom. We got to impeach him. They're terrified of her getting sick and Trump having another Supreme Court justice to feel to put someone on the right. That'd be so right. <laughs> Will, I'm not a medical doctor. And if I were, I wouldn't break codes of ethics by commenting on somebody's health without examining them, as we saw that uh, psychiatrist do in the last mm -hmm. segment. But uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is somebody who does not strike me as healthy. I mean, she's 86 years old. It's hard to believe she's in anything other than a uh, not the best health, but this is her second or third run in with pancreatic cancer. She had a big chunk of her lung removed earlier this year. Uh, she had the big fall where she had bruised ribs. She had the stomach bug just this month. And now, I mean, I wish my grandmother, 86 years old, could go to the hospital every time she feels a little ill and yeah. get an IV with antibiotics and fluid. I mean, that's something that normal human beings aren't able to enjoy. I don't think maybe if you have the money or maybe if you're a, a special person like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but you talk, Will, about Barack Obama saying to meter and limit your radicalism until after you're in office. RBG is somebody who is a radical lunatic long before she yes. ever was added to the Supreme Court. This is a woman who in her youth called for the desegregation of prisons, making it so you could have men and women in the same prison. She called for the abolition of the Boy Scouts. These are two things, just two of many of her radical ideas that she had when she 
was still a young woman. But now it's been done. We have transgenders in prison, so you can get a man in a woman's prison so long as he says he's a woman. And Boy Scouts, of course, we just recently had the first Boy Scout troop that is now 100% female. So RBG on the Supreme Court has done the left's bidding to the nth degree and has really reshaped society in uh, Karl Marx's image, for lack of a better term. Yeah, you know what? But that goes along with uh, Katie Hill. How now she she's been caught doing all these, you know, perverted things, my opinion. And now she's saying that she's being attacked because she got caught doing her perverted things. And she's still in the news because it's like she she, she doesn't want to go away because now she has this movement like she's trying to protect women and how, how women need to be protected, and how we need to fight for women cause. And all of the right wing people are going after women, right, right wing men bad, like you say, orange man bad. <laughs> so let's go to this clip with her uh, talking about the media constantly attacking her or let's just watch the video and you see what I'm talking about. And from your congressional seat amid a revenge porn scandal. Well, former California Congresswoman Katie Hill is remaining very visible, and she's speaking out against what she calls right-wing media smears. Hill resigned at the end of October after admitting she had an inappropriate relationship with a campaign staffer before coming into office. The story came to light after a conservative blog called Red State released intimate photos of Hill with an unnamed female campaign staffer and made other allegations against her. Then the Daily Mail piled on with other photos as well. Uh, you know, in the words of The Atlantic, this, this happened gradually and then all at once. But now it's been a few weeks. And Hill is still on Capitol Hill sometimes. She was remaining uh, very uh, public, speaking out about the impeachment inquiry, et cetera. Uh, so let's hear from her now. Uh, Katie Hill joining me from Washington. I, you were up on Capitol Hill this week. Uh, tell me about what the last few weeks have been like. I mean, it was a it, it was a very conscious decision to to be public, right? It, and I think what the right wing media and those who attacked me wanted was for me to be silenced. And I think that that's something that we see um, on attacks against women, not just high profile women, but um, women across the board. Is that these kinds of attacks are meant to silence you, demean you, um, and show that you do not have power. So for me, it was really important to show that that's not going to work. Um, and I have to own up to my responsibility in this. But um, but I think coming forward and and saying I'm going to continue to be a voice for people who um, who who believed in me and in um, and what this this whole fight is about uh, mm. is something that. You know, I, I believe in. So, so I mean, you, you know, did admit Brian Stelter, he has the nerve to go in there and say that Fox News is attacking people, Tom. And you have to realize that the right wing media is really the fake news. They're the conspiracy, not us at CNN. <laughs> oh, I mean, really? Such... I mean, it, there's such hypocrites. They're the ones that's doing all of the conspiracy. They're the one that's smearing people. They've been trying to smear President Trump ever since he got elected. I mean, it's, 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 it's stupid, really. Well, it, it has echoes of Hillary Clinton's vast right-wing conspiracy, that's for sure, but it is so absurd. I mean, this is a woman who, if a man were in her position and faced the same allegations of being in a relationship with somebody who is insubordinate to her, this is no different fundamentally yes. from what Harvey Weinstein did, from what Kevin Spacey was alleged to do, from what all of these people who were destroyed by the Me Too movement were allowed to do or were caught doing. The only big difference is Katie Hill 
Well, she allegedly broke the law because it's actually <laughs> illegal in Congress to do that. Yeah, and then there's another clip that we didn't get a chance to get to where she's talking about she went on a campaign to talk to young girls and young females. She's thriving on them like a vampire. She's such a nasty woman. That's why she's out, because they couldn't stand it. They'd be like, oh, we got morals. Really don't, but we have to act like it. We'll be back. Weekdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time, only at Band.Video. All right, welcome back. We have a guest with us. This young man's been on with us quite a few times already. John Michael Chambers. He is the expert on the deep state and what's happening on the Hill right now against President Trump with this whole impeachment inquiry. I like to get his views and thoughts about what they're doing to President Trump and what they anticipate the next idea or the next thing that they're going to try to do when all of this fails. I like to I like to hear his insight. So he, uh, John Michael Chambers dot com. He's an author. He's a uh, speaker. And without further ado, let's bring John Michael Chambers on with us. Welcome, John. Hey, Will and Tom. Nice to see you, gentlemen. It's great to be back. And uh, let's launch right into this by pedaling backward just for a moment. When we were on the very show, as you titled it, I believe, something like Impeachment Eve. Impeachment Eve, we stated very, very clearly that that there was no whistle, no real official whistleblower and that there was nothing to whistleblow and that this would be another failed coup attempt to remove the president from office so, and see that he doesn't get reelected and that it would backfire on them and fail. And I think we can clearly see most Americans and, quite frankly, even some Democrats amongst us see the same thing. We were right. We are there at this point, And it's a great time to be American. I'll call, I'll call our segment right now winning with impeachment because we win no matter how it ends. I agree. I, I can't help but say that you're totally right. So I'm curious. I mean, you basically uh, you did call that this whole thing would be a farce, that it would backfire on the Democrats. I'm interested. How far do you think this backfire is going to go? I mean, we've seen Schiff make an absolute fool out of himself. But do you anticipate that the Republicans will then take this to the Senate and use it as an opportunity to rub their noses in it over the next few months? <laughs> uh, bring it on, because that that assures beyond an ultimate victory. Look. Can you say Burisma? I mean, look, the things that came out in this hearing, I mean, as we analyze the hearing briefly, because it's been overanalyzed to death, I don't need to be another talking head on this, but, but you know, at the end of the day, there really were no witnesses. There were disgruntled employees, disgruntled chosen select operatives to play along. There's been presented in these hearings not one shred of evidence and or nor facts that can lay the groundwork for an impeachment. And even left-wingers like Dershowitz and Geraldo Rivera, who kind of goes both ways depending on the issue of the day, uh, you know, and of course, great minds like uh, Ken, Ken Starr and, and uh, Mark Levin and many others all concur with our talking points here. So where does it go from here? Those one or two ways. I believe what's going to happen is they're going to continue because – they really don't know what to do. <laughs> and uh, they're just going to continue to try and subpoena uh, other people, 
within the Trump arena now, as well as their, their quote, witnesses, and try and find some crack somewhere that will fail. Now, if they go to a vote, because, you know, that, that becomes the end of this hearing, uh, this inquiry, if they go to a vote, um, will it pass the House is still an un, a question we don't know. My guess is more than likely, but a lot of Democrats don't want to place that vote either uh, because they also know that people in their district are tired of this impeachment hoax as well. But look, if it passes in the House, uh, if it, look, back up, if they don't take a vote, they lose for obvious reasons because there's no vote. They lost. There's egg in their face. Carry on, patriots. If they take it, vote in the House and it passes in the House, as we said from day one, it's DOA dead on arrival in the Senate. That's why the Senate was so important in the uh, midterms. And here it is playing out. Um, so it, now if it gets to the Senate, again, it's dead on arrival. The president will not be removed. And the scar of a House impeachment on his record now, I don't know how the laws and rules work on this. We'll catch up to this later if we end up there. But in my opinion, that scar, should it be there, will be removed. Because it will later be determined when the rule of law comes in and investigates this inquiry that it was unconstitutional and illegal. And therefore, its findings are as well. So we win. And again, if they take it to the Senate, the smoking gun there is perfect. That's almost kind of what we want to happen at this point, because if they take it to the Senate, it allows the Republicans in the Senate to bring in and call their witnesses. Well, let's see. Who are they going to have? Oh, yeah. Adam Schiff, Joe and Hunter Biden. And you can name the rest of the characters that will end up in this hearing. It's over for them. They lose. Winning with impeachment is where we're at, my friends. Yes, this uncomfortable and disruptive and frustrating and blah, 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 blah. But it's over because the narrative and the news cycle shifts on December, December. That's the New York in me, December, December 9th <laughs> and December 11th, because you know what's coming, my good friends, on those days. And that changes everything. The president himself live on the telephone on Fox and Friends a couple of short mornings ago, stated that these reports and hearings will be, quote, historic. And paraphrasing, it will be the biggest scandal in American political history. And we know what's on in those records, and we know what's coming. And there's Epstein, which is unfolding as it should. And the NSA files, it's over. We're winning. It doesn't seem that way. We say the same thing over and over again. But each time we come back and talk, we've won the previous battle and we're winning this one. So winning with impeachment, that's the story. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, it's amazing how on the Hill they're trying to say that hearsay is factual. And actually, sometimes they say hearsay is more relevant than factual firsthand information. And they say that. And ultimately, because they, they said it all on the, the liberal media outlets that public opinion is what their main goal is here. They're trying to get public opinion because they know come 2020, they, they, they want public opinion or public approval for what they're doing. So then that way people will still vote for them. And that's their main goal right now is to get the public to approve what they're doing. Have you noticed well, that? Oh, absolutely. But hey, it's not working. Some of the recent polls and some of the talking points on right side media are indicating that uh, Trump's approval has actually gone up and that this general surveys are that the American people are tired of this and aren't buying this impeachment thing. So that strategy 
has backfired. But look, you know and I know they're not going to stop. They'll run this impeachment game out so it's completely lost on their side. And then they'll take on yet another issue and another issue because we're coming for them. But again, this rapidly changes uh, after December 9th and December 11th. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what's about to hit them. So, And when you mentioned before, it's interesting that comes to mind. I, I'm a bit older than you guys. I remember the uh, Clinton hearings, impeachment hearings. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when you just said, Will, that, um, you know, the, the left is making up new words, new, uh, new definitions for words when they say, well, hearsay is facts and blah, 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 blah. Well, th- that must have started with Bill Clinton. You know, all of a sudden, uh, oral sex is not having sexual relations with a woman. We'll just say on dress. I mean, none of this stuff's working. Backfire, backfire. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, I've heard that it all depends on uh, what the definition of is is, but I'm not quite sure where you land on that either. Um, When we come back, I want to talk. You've hit on a bunch of really good things, and we've got to talk, of course, about what happens on December 9th. The Inspector General report is finally coming out after what seems like an eon of waiting. But uh, when we come back, I'm hoping you can talk a little bit about Bill Barr. We've got about a minute left, so maybe I'll let you get started. I don't want to cut you off. But Bill Barr, of course, recently came out and said that he doesn't think there are any discrepancies with the death of Jeffrey Epstein. So we've got maybe uh, 25, 30 seconds left. I'll just let you get started on your thoughts. Well, you know, I didn't hear that statement from Attorney General Barr because, as you know, there's just so much information hitting us and we're all busy. But uh, my gut tells me um, trust in Barr as well. Uh, There's a reason that they're going in there and and looking at this as a criminal investigation now, and they've already arrested, you know, the low-lying, easy fruit. Uh, But, look, I think it's going to unfold. Uh, and I think it's an intel war, and I would, that's all I can say about General, Attorney General Barr's statements. Um, I think Epstein alone, if we had nothing else, all said and done, will bring down the global syndicate. That's my yeah. take on it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's, it is an intel war. It goes right along with the info war. And, of course, go to our sponsor, InfoWarsStore.com. Band.video, Band.video. We'll be back. All right, welcome back. Tom Pepper, Will Johnson, FirepowerNews.com. We have our guest on with us, John Michael Chambers, JohnMichaelChambers.com. You can find him on Twitter at John underscore M underscore Chambers. He is the expert, my opinion, on the deep state and has all the goods on the Democrats, what they're doing to the president and to this country. So right before we went to break, John, uh, Tom brought up about December 9th and December 11th because you kept talking about about the IG report getting ready, getting ready to be released. Uh, do you think that the, President Trump uh, bargaining to release this report terrifies the, the left, the Democrats? And do you think it's possible that we might? And I'm not saying, God forbid, anything happens. Do you think a smoking gun might come up before this release or the day it's released or something to get distract us from what's actually happening? It's a good analysis, and there's a good probability, I would imagine, based on, on past events, that they could trigger some sort of a false flag or, or major distraction uh, between now and, and, the, and the ninth for obvious reasons. 
and th- this is going to be the modus operandi in this country, really for for some years to come until we officially seize full and complete control over the false narrative and over the deep state operatives. Uh, before we close out later, I'd like to tell you what I think is coming next and uh, on a series of 12 steps. But, um, you know, you mentioned also, Will, that the, uh, the, the de- you know, the, I'm, I'm delivering the goods on the Democrats. I mean, he, here's the bottom. They're delivering the goods on themselves. I mean, they, they've, created, they've done a self-created cascading avalanche that's crumbling down upon them. It, I mean, it was, I couldn't even watch the, the entire hearings. Plus, I'm busy doing things, but it was almost, it was embarrassing. I mean, you, you know, and I want to applaud again, you know, Nunes and Radcliffe and, and, and Jordan and many others. Uh, the, you know what's also backfired on them in this? The Republican Party is in the main, not all, but in the main has rallied behind this president and this. Mm. Those handful of people are doing what we sent them up there to do. And, uh, and that's why we're winning. That's another reason why we're winning. Yeah, they hate to see that. Sorry, go ahead, Tom. So I'm curious, um, what do you expect to be in the IG report? I've heard a lot that there's going to talk about, uh, the, the, the extent to which the deep state really colludes with the mainstream media. And it could be a massive opportunity for Americans to understand exactly how fake and controlled by the Democrats the media is. But I'm curious, what are your predictions? What are you hearing? Cause I'm sure you've got sources even better than anyone will or I have talked to. Well, I mean, we all have our sources, but my, my take on this is, first off, I'm, you know, as we're told, there's somewhere between five, maybe an 800 pages. That's a lot of content. Um, number one. Number two, uh, I, I think, I think if there'll be a few massive explosions in this report, but I think a lot of it's going to be death by a thousand lashes, step by step. We're in a phase now where we have the opportunity to really Take those people that are starting to question things, you know, people that aren't close to where we are on the awareness scale, but they're going to, they're getting there. This is going to help win all of them over as they start to connect the dots on it. But I, I, look, the president said it's historic. The president said, has been saying evil, evil people doing sick, sick and bad things. The president has been talking about treasonous acts. We, we know the punishment is execution for elected officials found guilty of treason. We know that Attorney General Barr has reinstated the federal death penalty, and if it gets challenged, he'll take it to the Supreme Court and he'll win. And we also know that, uh, and I posted the article, I think it was the Washington Times, and I commented on it because, of course, nobody else would, uh, that uh, they're going to be live streaming the Gitmo uh, tribunals. Uh, you've got this report coming out. Uh, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight hundred pages. There's going to be a lot of intel in there. How they lay it out, how the media is instructed to play it out, our side of the media, uh, is yet to be seen. But it's going to deliver a very effective uh, bang on the head with a baseball bat as well as a long, slow, painful process. And again, uh, there's more besides this report. But this is the pendulum shifting moment, in my opinion, December 9th and then December 11th when Horowitz goes uh, under oath. Um, now you've got this playing up against the impeachment. I'm curious to see how the Dems play it. But again, no matter which way they go, they're going to lose that battle. I'm almost saying take the vote, win the vote in the House. Let's get it in the Senate and knock it out of the ballpark in the first inning. Um, but all of this is happening. Mark my words. The president between now and Election Day will gain more and more and more support and he will win the election. And that's 
our goal, and that's what they're trying to prevent. So, you know, Attorney General Barr is busy. Uh, they're very busy. And the same thing with the Epstein case. Look at what is happening. You know, uh, Alex Jones and myself and others were the, probably the first to mention um, what's really gone on in the Epstein case. I wrote about it a year ago, a year and a half ago. Uh, pedophilia, pedophilia is the Achilles heel of the deep state. And I put a picture up of the uh, uh, of Anthony Bourdain because I believe he, too, was suicided. But I tied it all together in that article. And, and we talked about uh, who's part of this Epstein situation. And now that's hitting the news, right? The Duke of York, uh, he's in serious trouble. That takes that, that goes right into, uh, England's mess with this and goes to the Mossad later and so forth and so on. This thing is so deep and it's all going to start to come out beginning December 9th, following up with the December 11th and other stuff ongoing. It's a good time right now, yeah. but, but dangerous, dangerous for the president. Alex, as you know, broke it. The story, the only one who really broke it and covered it about the recent food testing issue uh, as an attempt against President Trump's life. And there have been many others from my sources that are very closely held to Trump's security uh, that, that have been thwarted as well. I think we can expect more of this. Uh, God needs to continue to bless and protect this president. But I'll just yeah. say this real, real quick. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> bring the popcorn. So let me ask you this, because you kind of brought it up, uh, the Democrats taking a vote for the impeachment. Um, do you think it's personally, I think they're, they, you know, they know they don't have anything, but they're wanting to go to the holiday for Thanksgiving and convince themselves that, oh, we're going to get them next week. We're going to get them next week because we're convincing the American people that we're going to get them. Why do you think they're, why do you think they're waiting until next week. Why not go ahead and do it now and then truly have something to celebrate over the Thanksgiving holiday? I, I don't know the answer, but I, I you know, heard today that they're, they're trying to subpoena uh, White House counsel, uh, which I and I'm not an expert in this area, but I understand that uh, th that's really not supposed to happen in this type of situation. But look, if it does happen, um, uh, then that opens the floodgate to a lot of other friends of Trump like Bolton and, and, and others. Mm -hmm. But again, at the end of the day, there's nothing to whistleblow. So they can charade and go on and on. The president has done nothing that can classify for impeachment. Now we're living in a you know in a very, very bizarre time and if an I isn't dotted or a T isn't cross it can get you into trouble. Um, so mm -hmm. there's always development. But look, there's no, look, how many hours of testimony have they had? They brought their best guns out right from the beginning and there's nothing there. So, yes. you know, I, between now and Thanksgiving, I think they're scrambling. I think they're yeah, scrambling. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. There's absolutely nothing there. So we have just over a minute. Let's uh, get Tom. I think Tom may have more, one more question for you. Before well, we I just out. wanted to open up the floor to you. Tell us in the last uh, 90 or so seconds we have last, left what to expect going forward. Thank you. I, I'm glad we can get that in. I'll run through it very quickly. And I think this is obvious to, to a lot of your viewers. You've got, you know, well-informed viewers. But here's what's going, here's what's happening and going to continue to happen, in my opinion, uh, between now and Election Day. We're going to have actual suicides because they'd rather not face the music. We're going to have more suicide aids. That's, that's a given. Uh, we're going to have people becoming fatally ill. 
that uh, are no longer competent and coherent. The, the guilty are going to begin to rat each other out like you've never seen. Every man and woman are going to be running for the hills. More false flags, some of magnitude. Again, um, additional coup d'etat attempts and endless baseless attacks uh, in the media, the Dems and the deep state, as continuing last-ditching efforts to try and derail this successful uh, election. Uh, potential takedown of the robust economy is another thing we might expect. Trump's already working to prevent that, but it's a possibility. I also see two or three more things. Again, more potential assassination plots and attempts. But again, we're moving in now. You've got Barr, Durham, Horowitz, Team Trump, and the Patriots, and we are coming after them, and they are in serious, serious trouble. Yeah, well, hey, John, thank you so much again for coming on and giving us your insight. John Michael Chambers, johnmichaelchambers.com. Everyone, go to johnmichaelchambers.com and say, Will Johnson sent us. Show him some love. Thanks, John, for coming on. Take care. Thank you, guys. Nice seeing you. All right. Clinton, Prince Andrew too. He had a stable of girls for you to peruse. But now we'll never know who. Cause he didn't kill himself. Jeffrey Epps, 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 he didn't kill himself. And I don't care what Bill Barr says. Cause Jeffrey Epps, he didn't kill himself. He had a big old flame. For those of you that don't know, the uh, the vocalist in that song is Rob Dew.
<laughs> yes, he is the vocalist. I had no idea that he had vocal tones like that, Tom. And <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and uh, oh yeah, that reminds me. That reminds me. Um, I've been looking and I'm still waiting. So I, I put a thing out there saying if people like uh, us on uh, on our Twitter page at Firepower News on Twitter and send messages saying yes, I want to see Tom in one of those shirts. If we get enough people to participate in saying, yes, I want to see Tom one of those shirts. Tom, I am going to buy you one. And then we have to take a picture in it and share it with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're live on TV, Will. I'll do it. So go uh, go follow Firepower News on Twitter. And I just want to say real quick, Will, that uh, this is an opportunity. Our sponsor, InfoWars, is uh, going to give away $5,000 to the person who makes the best Epstein didn't kill himself a music video. So go to InfoWars.com or NationalFile.com, and you can find the rules. You can download the song. And uh, hopefully we get some great music videos out of this, because as we all know, Epstein did not kill himself. Yeah, Epstein did not kill himself. But, you know, that's an absolutely wonderful idea. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? So, yeah, look at that. That is amazing. Alex Jones to award 5000 to the winner of the Epstein did not kill himself music video contest. So do you have to use specific music or can it be like your own original music? I wonder. So you know, they, you'll need to use the lyrics, at least, from Rob Dew's new hit single, Epstein Didn't Kill Himself. <laughs> it's Rob Dew and the False Flags is actually the name of the band. Uh, so you, so long as you use those lyrics, you're welcome to do whatever you want, change the tune, do anything, and then uh, go to National File or go to Infowars.com, and you can find the full rules there. But make a video, make it clever, sing it if you want, or just uh, use his and make a B-roll on top of it, and uh, you could win 5000 dollars as that for I can't wait Christmas. to see. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to see the winner on that. Who wouldn't want to get involved? Five big ones. Five big ones. We'll be back. Firepowernews.com. Firepower with Will Johnson. All right, welcome back. You know what? It is Black Friday early, right? Black Friday has come early at InfoWarsStore.com, which is our sponsor. And because of you, the viewer, the listener, is the reason why Tom and myself are here Monday through Friday, 7 and 9, bringing you what the liberal media doesn't want you to see. So when you go to our sponsor, InfoWarsStore.com, and get the product. Now, Tom, I know we have some video clips I want to play here that we, we want to get to, but I think it's so important because I want to say how much I appreciate everyone that actually goes to the InfoWarsStore.com, our sponsor, and buy the products that actually benefits them. I mean, there's so many benefits for you going and getting the products. For example, like the DNA Force. Now, I've started taking the DNA force, and I see a difference in my physical being, the way I feel. And, you know, it says take two. I've actually I've actually brought it down to just one because I still feel the difference just taking one. <clears throat> you know, everybody is different. And on top of that, along with the brain force and still uh, my favorite, of course, the turbo force and the X2. Now, I take all of these, even along with the X3. 
I take all of them, Tom. And cause I don't want to talk about something and not having it myself, but the DNA force and the different products is something that I find to actually work for me. And it's real important. And I, and I like, and I like uh, sharing that information because a lot of people want to know what's it like, but with it being 50% off free shipping, triple Patriot points, Black Friday is here. You can take advantage. And what, what, Tom, has anyone ever sent you something that's beneficial to your body for a uh, holiday gift, for a Christmas gift? You know, I have not had that happen, Will. And of course, thank you for stalling so I could put everything out in front of me here. But, uh, <laughs> I've actually, uh, I've used InfoWarsStore.com before we ever did the show or anything else as a way to give Christmas gifts. I got my, uh, my parents a fantastic Pro Pure water filter available at InfoWarsStore.com and they use it exclusively. It's better than the water filter that's in the fridge. It gets the bad stuff out of the water while it keeps the good stuff in. And it's been worth every single penny. They've been using Using it for almost a year now, and and I have a a viewer who likes to send me the new products available at InfoWarsStore.com, and I'm a big fan of the Super Silver toothpaste that's been released. I just got this in the mail today, so I can't lie and say I've used it. I mean, it'd be a little uh, it'd be a little uh, obvious, like how come I uh, why am I taking my toothpaste to work with me? But they now <laughs> have at InfoWarsStore.com whitening toothpaste, which is something that I think we can all use, especially those of us who follow the news. Religiously, and uh, we all have coffee-stained teeth because we do this nonstop. Now you can actually have a whitening toothpaste that is not going to rot out your teeth and give you fluorosis by time you're 35. So that's the Super Silver Whitening Toothpaste. I am super excited about this, Will. For my knowledge, you cannot find a a fluoride-free toothpaste that actually does tooth whitening, teeth whitening. It's to me an anomaly. I've never seen that in stores. It's hard enough to find fluoride-free toothpaste in all in stores and now of course the one big brand we won't drop names but they've been bought by the big guys and i always would get duped because they sell the fluoridated one right next to the fluoride free one so just everybody needs toothpaste i hope everybody uses toothpaste everybody wants to have white clean crisp teeth without having to pay hundreds or thousands of dollars to go to a dentist and get that a uh, sickly white that doesn't even look realistic so go to infowarsstore.com and get the super silver whitening toothpaste and get it now when it's only is that is that right it's only 14.95 yeah 14.95 i have no idea how they do this will but 14.95 and you can have a brighter smile and healthier teeth tomorrow or as soon as it now, arrives now you know what tom i'm slightly jealous you actually have a viewer that will send you the product i am jealous i'm highly jealous I don't have any viewers sending me the nice product. <laughs> well, I'll just say, hey, thanks you, Randall. You you have set me up rather nicely, my friend, and it is immensely, immensely appreciated. But I mean, I've used everything. Again, I've used the yeah. other brand, the other toothpaste. But I'm, I, eventually, I'll bring a toothbrush to work, and I can brush so, my teeth live on air. But so everything let me ask you, you, let me ask you Tom. Fantastic. Let me, Go ahead. So let me ask you. So I have the other one, and and my family, um, they. When when we run out of toothpaste, they start scavenging looking for other ones because I bought an individual tube of toothpaste for everyone. So, what is the taste? Is it the same as the the uh, the the, uh, the original toothpaste, or is it slightly different? 
Well, I, again, I don't, I just got it in the mail today, so I wish oh, I could answer, wow. but you know okay. what? Let's, uh, let's do the unboxing here, and obviously I'm not gonna brush my teeth with my finger live <laughs> on air, but I think I can at least, uh, I can give you the odor. And it actually smells, and it looks a little bit different. You know, the other is blue. It appears like this is white. I hope this isn't gross, but it smells minty. It smells fresh, yeah. but I I'm think gonna, it I'm might gonna get have a to, little bit different. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy some and try it out for myself. So actually, my daughter, she was going around. Uh, I'm out of toothpaste, and I'm like, let me go hide mine. <laughs> well, you know, so I, 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 I literally, yeah, I literally buy a tube for everyone in the house so that they can have their own. And I have two boys, and they share a, rest, a bathroom, but I, I bought both of them a tube for themselves. Because, I, I mean, I don't want anyone touching my tube because I really like it. I mean, it's amazing. I never thought that I would find a toothpaste, and I'm like, oh, I look forward to brushing my teeth, you know, and and like, That's the and, and I like thing, the taste. Will. I mean, you get a toothpaste, and until I learned the, the, the importance of eliminating fluoride from your toothpaste, I really didn't care. I'd get the one that starts with a C, or I'd get the other one that starts with a C, or I'd get the one that starts with a C. Yep. No, they're all the same. Yep. They're all yep. the exact same toothpaste. You usually would yep. just go for the cheapest one. But once you actually use something like the Super Blue toothpaste, and you feel yeah. exactly how clean your teeth feel afterwards, it makes it incredibly hard. I mean, I couldn't even go back to the store brand of fluoride-free toothpaste. It would just be, it wouldn't yeah. be as good, and I would be robbing myself of good dental hygiene but i actually i have a producer here in kansas and he just moved to kansas to take this job he's a great guy but when he moved here he had a little travel thing of toothpaste and i had an extra tube of the super blue toothpaste so i'm like well here take this there's no sense in going out and buying some fluoridated crap from the store so use this and it'll work well for you now the guy is hounding me hey do you got another tube of that stuff i'm running low do you got another tube i'm like i know uh, seriously my family does the same thing as it's like almost what what is this it's like real addictive for us it's not addictive it's just you know the difference from the toothpaste that you buy at the local convenience store versus this toothpaste and i think it's wonderful and you know what? we have a whole bunch of clips that we need to get to i didn't mean to spend so much time talking about the products but they actually work let's see if we can squeeze this video in here tom before we go out to break this is the video and, and it went viral on social media now, if you're in your vehicle and or if you're walking across the street and someone's coming along, you don't hit their vehicle. You don't try to be violent towards them. You might want to, like, you know, maybe get out the way and let people go. But see, Antifa, they can't get it through their head. They believe that they should be able to stop traffic anytime and everyone needs to adhere to their rule of law. So this is what happens, Antifa, when you keep putting your face where it shouldn't be. And play the video. So right now there's a guy in the middle of the street blocking the guy in his truck. So now the guy in the truck is moving forward. Oh, it looked like he was almost gonna run him over. Now he's beating the truck. The guy in the truck gets out, and now the guy in the truck is handling Antifa. Whack, 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 whack. Whack. He's beating this dude down. Whack. So now he picks up the bat that Antifa had and he throws it to the side. I mean, seriously, this, now I have never speak for, I never advocate for violence, Tom, but you know what? I completely understand 
how the guy in the truck felt. And when I first saw this video, I tweeted it. I retweeted it and I said, how intolerant of the guy in the truck not letting the Antifa be, uh, destroy his vehicle. How intolerant can you be? <laughs> well, you know, this is one of their favorite tactics. They block a highway and they think that this is going to remove Trump from office somehow. And it's really, it's a good way to get hurt, Will. And I think yeah. this is a good cautionary tale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Antifa, you need to wake up. You need to get wake up. People aren't going to stand by anymore. They're not going to do it. Black Friday sale. Infowarsstore.com. How many more Democrats will cross the picket line and vote with Republicans? We've already had two. We're anticipating more. The Republicans will stay united on this because we're hearing from the American people. I landed this afternoon. I've been in two counties already. All I'm hearing is the same thing. Go and make sure the Democrats do not continue to carry out this sham impeachment process. What it is, that's exactly what it is. It's a sham impeachment process. Sham impeachment. Sham impeachment. Can you imagine? And you know what, Tom? I've talked about this before. I said they didn't even show us. The, they haven't. They have not showed us the sticker, the the, the sticker price. On this impeachment, how much is costing the American people, the taxpayer? They're not going to, and you know what? It's like for them, money's no object. We've got mm. to get rid of President Trump. Money? Money? Who cares about money? The Democrats, this is the Democrats, right? We'll just take more from the people until we get what we want. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, Will, we've talked about this before. It's not just the money of these hearings and flying the people in and the subpoenas and all this. Mm -hmm. It's the opportunity cost. I mean, Nancy Pelosi is now saying there's not enough time to get USMCA passed. That's, of course, the massive trade agreement that is somewhat controversial. But most agree it's a fundamentally fantastic trade agreement that will make NAFTA seem like uh, the broken deal that it was. And she's saying there's not enough time to get it passed. But there's certainly enough time to have that weird-looking woman come on fiona hill who is a soros plant there's certainly enough time to have the man who's very very uh, concerned with the fact that we all know he's a lieutenant colonel there's certainly enough time to have jilted ex-employees get on to cry about getting fired i mean it is an absolute sham but uh, the gentleman said something very important there and that is democrats know there are at least 25 democrats that we've singled out at national file that we're going to be reporting on extensively as this impeachment continues to move forward and as we get closer to 2020, they know they were in districts that only won in 2018 and went Democrat because President Trump was not on the ballot. They know that when 2020 comes around, they have next to no chance of being reelected. And if they want to have a snowball's chance in hell, they're going to have to vote against impeachment. Otherwise, their constituents will revolt in the form of going to the polls in numbers that have never been seen before in American electoral history. The Democrats know that if they move forward on this and they can still get the requisite number of votes, that's the sad part, Will. But they know at least 25 of these Democrats know that if they continue to move forward with impeachment, it will spell the end of their nascent political careers. Oh, yeah. And we you know what? I encourage them to continue. I don't want them to stop. Be honest with you. I don't. Because the more they do it, the more they continue with this insanity, the more the American people are waking up to it. It's like everyone say, orange man bad, orange man bad. So then they go, well, let me just go see what they're talking about. Because, yeah, he is bad, right? And then they actually go see, and it's like, wait a minute. It's not exactly what they're saying. 
because we're the American people. We're not as dumb as the liberal like to think we are, you know, because American people are getting it. And so many, so many people are like, I don't pay attention to it. I'm done. I got a life to live, et cetera, et cetera. Now, Adam Shifty Shift. Now, I think they're not, you know, like, let me, let me, let me say it like this. When the Democrats put something in place, Tom, they, I don't think they think things through. To give an example, like in San Francisco, they, you know, put, they started charging, or in California alone, they started charging everyone for bags, like 10 cents a bag, where the homeless can't afford to buy these bags. So guess what happens? They started, they start going, uh, to the restroom on the street because they have nowhere else to put it. Before they were putting them in the bags because the bags were free. They didn't think that through. Same thing here with the impeachment. Now, they're, they didn't, I don't think they, thought it through because if it goes to the Senate, be able to bring witnesses forward, Joe Biden, the rest of them, possibly Adam Shifty Shift. And Adam Shifty Shift says, oh, there's no reason for me to talk. I haven't done anything. Oh, he only lied to the American people and before Congress, which he should be held accountable for that. But that's what happened. So we have a clip that we're going to play for everyone about Adam Shifty Shift being questioned should it go to the Senate. Should he have to uh, go and testify, which I think he should. See, they didn't think it through. So let's watch this video. As you know, if the president, uh, if there is a trial in the Senate, the president will be allowed to call his witnesses as well. The Republicans will be allowed to call their witnesses as well. That probably include Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the whistleblower. And President Trump just yesterday uh, said that you yourself uh, should be compelled to testify if the House moves forward and it goes to the Senate. Would you be willing to do so? In the House Judiciary Committee, would you be willing to do so in the Senate? There's nothing for me to testify about, Jake. And I think if the president or his allies in the Senate persist in this, it really means they're not serious about what they're doing. And well, they would they would cite, sorry for interrupting, but they would cite David Kendall, who was President Clinton's attorney during that impeachment. He got to cross-examine Ken Starr. Now, I know, understand you're not an uh, independent counsel, but you did lead the investigation. This is not an uh, insignificant distinction, Jake. I'm not a special counsel. I don't work for a separate branch of government. I'm not uh, in the Justice Department. I am more in a position that Henry Hyde was during the Clinton impeachment or Peter Rodino during the Nixon impeachment or Sam Irvin. They were not fact witnesses. Uh, what would I offer in terms of testimony that I heard Dr. Hill in an open hearing say such and such? That's not pertinent. The only reason for them to go through with this is to mollify the president. And that's not a good reason to try to call a member of Congress as a witness. But you would acknowledge that there are questions you could answer about your staff uh, having been approached by the whistleblower uh, before he filed uh, his complaint uh, and, and other matters, things that you could shed light on or explain. Would you re- would you refuse to go if the Senate uh, wanted you to come as a witness? Uh, I don't want to comment on it, except to say that if they go down this road, it shows a fundamental lack of seriousness, uh, a willingness to try to turn this into a circus like the president would like. And I hope they don't go there. I, you know, there are others who are fact witnesses. We didn't call in Senator Johnson. We're not calling in Devin Nunes. We didn't call in a Senator Graham. There's a far stronger case for people like Senator Graham who talked to the president or fact witnesses than the chairman uh, doing the investigative uh, committee work in the House. You, you just but you know what, Tom? They, they, they are looking to call Nunez in because Nunez actually went over to Ukraine at some point. 
So they're actually warning, they're actually contemplating about subpoenaing him and questioning him. And, and, and right now the liberal media say, how come he did not disclose that information? He's a majority leader or my, sorry, he's a minority leader and he didn't disclose that information. We need to question him. Exactly. That's exactly what they're getting ready to do. Well, the fact is Schiff would have an awful lot to say. We could learn exactly what his office's communication was with the whistleblower. We could learn why he believes the whistleblower deserves to be protected as though it is a, he, the whistleblower's identity is a holy relic that must be kept mm. safe at the Vatican City. He has an awful lot to say. And the fact is they've turned this into a massive show trial. It is a circus. It's very duplicitous of Adam Schiff. And there is nothing I would like more. I mean, this man, if he is subpoenaed, then you have to swear on a Bible or whatever the hell he prays on. Maybe they have a satanic Bible they can pull out for him. And <laughs> they have to surprised. swear that they will not lie. And if they lie before the Senate, then you're in big trouble. Then you might be with Roger Stone doing 50 years in a federal penitentiary, Adam Schiff. But you know what, Tom? When they become congressmen and congresswomen and they go up on the hill and they blatantly lie, there should be something on the law books against that to prevent them from doing that because then they mislead the American people. I mean, something should be done. Okay, we'll be right back after this. When we come back, we're going to show some more clips. One about Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani still in the news. They're terrified of Rudy. We'll be back. That's why I hate to see Sure. I, I do this for a living, right. and I hate to see a lawyer do this to somebody. Okay, you said it's not going to hurt you. Are you afraid, Mr. Mayor, that you could be indicted? Oh, wow. But how, how long have you known me, Ed? I've known you several years. Uh, you think I'm afraid? I, I don't know. You think I get afraid? Well, the... I, I did the right thing. I, I represented my client in a very, very effective way. I was so effective that I've discovered uh, a pattern of corruption that the Washington press has been covering up for three or four years. You should have jumped all over this mm -hmm. in 2015 when this awful conflict was mentioned. Sure. And it was hidden and suppressed by the Washington press. But you know, the reality that, is, yeah. the reality is I'm embarrassing you because you didn't do your job. And I'm also going to bring out yeah. a pay for play scheme in the Obama administration that will be devastating to the Democrat Party. Okay. I expected the moment I heard Biden's name. Sure. I told my colleagues they're going to try to kill me because they're going to kill the messenger. But damn it, the mafia couldn't kill me. Right. Uh, your colleagues are not going to kill me. Okay, so the Wall Street Journal, though, is, has reported that you were going to personally profit from a natural gas pipeline <laughs> in Ukraine. And that that's being investigated. You're laughing it off. Do, were, were you I'm laughing it off because it's not true. Okay. It is completely false. I have no financial interest in the Ukraine. I'm not going to financially profit from anything that I know of in the Ukraine. If they know of it, I would probably have to disclose it to my hopefully soon to be ex-wife because she would get half of it hmm. so look, look you know if i have no business interest in ukraine sure it is untrue it is false it isn't the first time the wall street journal has printed false information i can't keep up with the amount of false information printed about me so let's get, I get to some you, facts i am telling you if yeah. i were representing a terrorist mm -hmm. and they were doing this to me because they didn't like my client all you guys would be promoting me as a hero and a victim 
of what is in fact a concerted effort by the press to destroy me. Mr. Mayor, I'm not painting you're you not as a villain. Okay, I'm not painting you're you as a villain or a hero. We're just because asking you the question. You're so not I wanna, get, you're I'm going to get away with it. I have, let okay. me make clear. Yeah, real quick. I have no business interest in the Ukraine. Okay. So the here's what I did in the Ukraine goes back several years. Okay. It's service work. I've been paid for it. All right. I was paid a reasonable amount. I got great praise for the work that and I also note something else. Yeah. It was it was Zelensky who brought me up with President Trump. Not President Trump. Okay. And that's because of my reputation and in the you, Ukraine. Have you talked to President Trump in the last week or two? Have you met with him? Are you still his I counsel? Don't discuss You know what? You know what, Tom? He was doing an investigation before the phone call. And he was sitting, he was sitting there talking about it. The investigation Rudy Giuliani was doing was before the phone call had nothing to do with it. He happened to stumble across what Joe Biden was doing. He happened to stumble across what, or what Joe Biden had did, had did, and, or had, what he had done. And at the same time, he stumbled onto Hunter Biden, his dealings with the company in Ukraine and that the whole lawsuit. And then Joe Biden went on the stage. And said exactly what they're trying to blame President Trump for right now. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm so glad that he called out. And it's probably not per se that the, he, he was beating up the guy on Fox News. But you know what? Fox News is a little beat down every now and then too. Because they should have been looking into this story when they found out Joe Biden was on stage talking about the billion dollars that he was holding against the Ukraine until they fired a prosecutor that was going after the company his son was sitting on the board of. Well, Will, I want to focus in on one very specific thing that Mr. Giuliani said there, America's mayor, and this is actually vital. So a little history. My sources tell me that the inspector general report, and we'll see if they're right or wrong, but it's going to largely detail how the media and the Democratic Party are the same entity, that this is the same organization, the deep state, the media, the Democrat Party, parts of the Republican Party, all the same conglomeration. They shake hands. They say hi in the elevator. They have each other on speed. Dial. These are the same uniparty. And what Rudy Giuliani said there is he said, your colleagues won't kill me either. Now, he's not talking mm-hmm. about another Fox News reporter. He's not talking about the owners, the management, anybody at Fox News. He's not talking about anybody at CNN. What he is doing, this is some brilliant foreshadowing on behalf of Rudy Giuliani, I do believe. I think that he is saying, dude, this, this clown, this utter loser, Ed Henry, he's saying, your colleagues, the the people who you take your marching orders from in the deep state, they're not going to be able to kill me. So Rudy Giuliani, I firmly believe he has the goods. I think that the IG report may let us down and that it's going to focus more on the media than the deep state. But I think Rudy Giuliani is going to come in the clutch and he's going to expose the links between the media and the deep state and prove that they are one and the same. So I think that this man's life, I think we should all be praying for, I never thought I'd say this. I didn't support him in 2012. I didn't support him in 2008. I never thought I would be such a firm supporter of Rudy Giuliani, but we should be praying for his safety, his life, his well-being, just like we do President Trump's and the other America First patriots who are fighting for us. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, let's change the subject just a little bit here. And this is a video that we actually skipped earlier. And this is about, you know, gun rights, the Second Amendment, um, which is, you know, every applies to every man, woman, and child in this country, uh, the, the Bill of Rights. But for some reason, they have to call a sanctuary for 
uh, the Second Amendment in certain cities. Well, she shouldn't have to do it, but they're they're sending a signal to the left, to to my understanding. They're sending a signal saying we're going to remain along with the Constitution regardless if you like it or not. And that's the way I understand it. Is that how you understand it, Tom? I think so. I mean, if we could have a sanctuary city where illegal immigrants are allowed to do whatever they please, I think that uh, actual American rights that are enshrined in the Constitution are equally as important, if not a little bit more, Will. Yeah, and but you know what? I can see the left going right now. Oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. That's bad. That's bad. You can't do that. That's going against what we want to do for the tyranny. You can't do that. But anyways, I digress. Let's go to the video. Number, this was number eight. Since this year's election, Second Amendment sanctuary counties have been on the rise in the Commonwealth. As it becomes more likely, Governor Ralph Northam will push for gun reform and find legislative support. WHSV's John Hood joins us now with our top story. and He spoke with community members in Rockingham County who are asking local leaders to adopt a pro-Second Amendment resolution. John. Well, Nina, like you said, since the election, many counties across the Commonwealth are petitioning to become Second Amendment sanctuaries. On Wednesday, we told you about community members in Augusta County supporting it, and now there's support for it in Rockingham County. Whether we do it with the entire Commonwealth or by ourselves, this is basically a statement saying that we're not going to allow this infringement to take place. Jennifer Brown is a part of the Rockingham County Republican Party, and she says all across the state of Virginia, there's a movement to declare communities as Second Amendment sanctuaries. Brown believes some legislation could be passed in Richmond that could harm gun owners. Now members of the community are asking Rockingham County's Board of Supervisors to join those other communities in making sure Second Amendment rights are not infringed upon. Rockingham is imploring our Board of Supervisors to take up this measure as well, just basically stating that they are not going to violate the Second Amendment. There is a petition online to request the Board of Supervisors adopt a resolution that's pro-Second Amendment. Brown says this is a second chance for red areas around Virginia to make sure their voices are heard. Whatever we do here locally, we are just making a statement saying that we do not want our Board of Supervisors to use our taxpayer money to implement those infringements. And County Administrator Stephen King did reach out to me this afternoon to say this topic will be on their agenda for the next Board of Supervisors meeting. He did say right now it is too early to comment, and that, we, that meeting will start at 6 p.m. on December you know 11th. What? That's, studio, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. They're, they're, you know, you're sending a signal that you're not going to take our tax dollars and then prevent us from having our U.S. constitutional rights of the Second Amendment. And, and you know what? It's sad that we we're in a state where we have to do that in this country. I mean, it's pretty sad. I mean, and it's kind of scary that you have to do such a thing. Go ahead. It is sad, Will, and of course this is happening in the state where blackface baby killer still has a job. This is the guy who received <laughs> yes. $2 million from Planned Parenthood to kill babies, and he, uh, of course, either wore blackface or a Klan uniform, but in a couple seconds, I want to point out, this is going to challenge the Democrats. Uh, they, they flout the supremacy, that the federal government is supreme over the states when it comes to illegal immigrants. Well, we'll see if they're willing to go on that road when it comes to uh, the Second Amendment. It seems to be they only get to have their way when and it's their little topic that they care about, Will. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We're going to talk more about it when we come back. Oh, yeah. We're going to play a video clip about Hong Kong and the results of the election there. We'll be back in a minute. Happy. We're happy about it, but, like, 
the, the goal is like we still have to keep fighting. Yeah, very absolutely happy. And how do you think China, Beijing is feeling today? Um, I think they feel embarrassed. I yeah. think. Uh, Does that make you happy? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and how do you think Beijing is feeling today? Of course, unhappy. Uh, does that make you happy? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> do you think it changes anything? Yeah, I hope so. For for a long while, uh, the government tried to convince the people that we are the minority who are uh, for the five demands and for uh, also for the uh, universal suffrage, and and this election proved to. The Hong Kong people, and also to the whole world, that we are actually the majority, and therefore we hope that uh, the election results can uh, can give a little more pressure to the government to respond to our demands. The message is clear today that there is celebration here, but they're all warning me. The protesters are saying it's still a little, just not enough. Do, do you think that the election changes anything? We will see. We we're not sure yet because it's just a start. But for sure, we are happy that we make some changes and we can show the world that Hong Kongers are all as one. And how do you think Beijing is feeling today? Definitely, they feel very angry about this. Does that make you happy? Of course, <laughs> of course. And how do you think Beijing feels today? Not sure. Are you smiling under that mask? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like I have to sing and then share the champagne. Can I have one with you? Definitely. Here you are. Cheers! <laughs> cheers! Cheers to freedom! To freedom! Everyone loves freedom. I don't know anyone, well, except for the Democrats, you know. But actually, they want freedom to destroy this country. And I think uh, people like Tom Pepper and myself and President Trump and you, the viewer and the listener. We want to fight this tyranny and because we want to keep our freedom. We love our freedoms. I don't know about you, but I would do anything to keep our freedoms. We have men and women in the past have died to keep our freedoms. That was a really awesome video, Tom. Oh, get here, a Tom. victory, oh, finally. It brings a tear to my eye to see them finally get a victory, albeit maybe not as such a resounding one as they would hope. But the right. Hong Kong protesters have been undergoing more. Than, I mean, you saw all of them virtually, except for I think two that I counted in that interview, are wearing masks or otherwise obscuring their face. That's because the Chinese government has worse than big brother technology they can use to identify your face on a camera. That's And these people will be disappeared for the simple act of going out and saying that they're happy, Beijing is getting a little bit of comeuppance. I mean, what they're trying to do in Hong Kong is nothing short of genocide. They're trying to bring the ethnic minority that lives in Hong Kong and has lived there for probably 5,000 years. They're trying to be able to extradite them to mainland China so they can send them to a concentration camp, kill them, murder them, rape them. Everything that we're learning about with these Chinese concentration camps, what they're doing to the Uyghurs, they want to do to the people of Hong Kong. We're seeing immense brutality, immense insanity. We're seeing the Chinese communist machine function at its peak performance right now. And still these people manage to go out, go to have a fair election and deliver a massive, unprecedented defeat to the Chi-Com state. Of which, by the way, you know, Will, as well as I do, many in America have aligned with. Hollywood has aligned against Hong Kong with the Chinese communist state. Major yeah. video game companies of all things have allied with them. We have Tim yeah. Cook has allied with them. Apple is allied with them. We have Google has allied with them. Facebook LeBron desperately James. tried. 
That's right. We have major sports. Virtually every single major sporting uh, association has as allied with the Chinese communist state. It is an absolutely disgusting thing to see. And to see these people, it is the spirit of 1776 that is beating and flowing through Hong Kong. And I hope that these people have a good, peaceful resolution, God willing. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Let me say this. I think I'm going to change the subject a little bit here. I think a dog has more respect and loves this country more than the Democrats do. The dog is willing to do what it takes to protect American lives and to protect this nation more than the Democrats do. This next video that we're going to show you, Tom, is President Trump giving a, a medal and award to a dog that actually loves this nation and will stand up for this nation more than a democrat. And they're going to call President Trump racist. I, I can see it now. I mean, I can see it now that President Trump is racist because of what he says in this next video. You remember the Democrats, Tom, used to sick dogs onto black people when they would hose them out in the fire in the in the streets with fire hose. And here's Trump talking about what a dog would do to the fake news if they open their mouth. Let's go to it. Good morning. So this is Conan. Right now, probably the world's most famous dog. I don't think I have to use the word probably. And Conan is a uh, incredible, it's an incredible story. I learned a lot about this particular type of dog. And it's uh, it's trained that if you open your mouths, you will be attacked. You want to be very, very careful. Uh, but uh, Conan came over from the Middle East, just arrived with some of the great people from the special forces that did the... Incredible flaw. It was a flawless attack. And uh, al-Baghdadi is gone, but that was a flawless attack, and I just met quite a few of them. And we just gave Conan a, a medal and a plaque. And it, it's really, uh, and I actually think Conan knew exactly what was going on. But uh, a dog that is very, very special, and we could maybe say, Mike, come on over, maybe you want to say something about You know what, that's, that's it right there. That dog has more respect for this nation, is willing to put everything on the line for this country more than Democrats. And you know what, Tom, I think he probably needs to take the dog with him every time he goes talk to the liberal fake media. Every time, because you notice, no one said anything. None of them had any questions. They were like, zip. Well, that's right, Will, and I know we've got more clips with Conan the Wonder Dog, but I want to point out that the left, they found a way. They 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 they, they figured it out, the way to be upset about this beautiful, beautiful canine, or Trump likes to call it a dog. He's a hilarious president. But they, it, there was reports that the dog, Conan, was female, and President oh. Trump was using male pronouns. They were very <laughs> upset over this, Will, and only later in the what? day did another report came out that said, okay, no, maybe the dog is a boy after all, so <laughs> that means President was, but Wait but a minute, wait a minute, but if, if, the, if, if the dog, the, the, the canine was a male or a female, and he's calling it a male, shouldn't they be happy 
I mean, isn't that the whole thing? They're going so twisted. They should be happy about that. They can't even figure out two plus two still equals four. I mean, you would think so. So, uh, yeah, we do have more clips, but I want to get you another. I want to point out, I just want to point out quickly, nobody has, to my knowledge, yet asked Conan what his or her pronouns are. So we don't know. We really don't know. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. We do have more clips on Conan, but I want to get to another thing here that, you know, the left loves to say that President Trump is racist, but he's not. And then if we have time, I want to squeeze in one more clip after this. So let's go to that one now, right now, 17. There's another happy day on Wall Street, another round of records, right? You've got the Dow, NASDAQ, S&P 500, all closing at all-time highs. And here's the thing, folks. It's the breadth of this that's that's really remarkable. Over 400 stocks are up for the year. Over 300 are up 20% for the year. It is hard not to be making money in this stock market. And i got to be honest with you, it's a reflection of you, the the people watching this show. So one of the things I like to okay, do when I get good. a chance that's is good. That's good enough right there. That, everyone gets the gist. Right now, the, the market, the stock is doing so much better under this president and the left, they can't stand it. They hate it. They're like, this is bad. They want to collapse the system. This is part of it to make President Trump look bad so they can put someone else in place. So this last video, Tom, I had, I want to squeeze this in there because I consider myself to be a spiritual man and I see the direction the country is going spiritually. And I like to look at it that way. And this next video is with Rick Perry, where he blatantly says that, yes, President Trump is the chosen one because I truly believe that God put him in this position in this day and time. So we're going to go out with this video, and I want to thank everyone for hitting the, for sharing Band.video and for going to our sponsors. So we're going to go out with this video, and God willing, we will see you tomorrow. God's used uh, imperfect people all through history. King David wasn't perfect. Uh, Saul wasn't perfect. Solomon wasn't perfect. Uh, And I actually gave the president uh, a little one-pager on those Old Testament kings about a month ago. Hmm. And I shared it with him. I said, Mr. President, I know there are people that say, you know, you you said you were the chosen one. Uh, And and I, I said, you were. I said, if, if you're a believing Christian, you understand God's plan uh, for the people who uh, rule and 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 judge over us on on this planet in our in our government.